All right. Hey, fam. It is Phoenix Kalita, and this is The Swapcast. I know it's been a minute, right? But um, if you were following all the nonsense that was going on, the cat did get surgery. Um, The car is here. We have a car now. And so just trying to catch up with a few things, but we're much, much better than we were a few weeks ago. So now I have more time and way less stress and I can actually record. Woohoo! So welcome to the Swapcast, uh, where we are going to discuss sex worker rights news, that sort of thing. I'm going to try to keep these episodes brief, less than 15 minutes each. I have a ton of stories to go through. <sighs> yeah, I haven't been recording, but I've been like collecting stuff and oh my God. I have I'm I'm playing the keep like 87 tabs open on my phone game right now. It's a little bit chaotic. So, let me try to get through some of these stories. Uh let's see what is going on as far as sex worker rights go. Whew. All right, Swapcast. Let's get the fuck into this shit. All right. So our first story is from San Francisco. Former San Francisco District Attorney George Gascon has decided to give up his job and try for the equivalent position on March 3rd to the next local election day. Mhm. All right. Uh, It's likely that Gascon's move had little to do with the fact that he and three other Bay Area DAs were named as defendants in the erotic service provider legal Essel Perp case. Right. That's so hard to say Essel Perp uh, to overturn California's anti-prostitution laws. But who knows? Too bad the suit wasn't filed today, though, rather than four years ago, because incoming district attorney Chessa uh, Budin. I don't know if I'm saying that person's name right. It's spelled B-O-U-D-I-N. Might very well have offered to settle the case on terms favorable to the plaintiffs. Um, Yeah, and if you don't know, Essel Perp was um, basically arguing that sex work should be decriminalized uh, indoors. So Budin, who won the November 5th election by almost 9,000 votes, was appointed uh, last month by San Francisco Mayor London Breed after Gascon resigned and ran on a platform of declining to prosecute, quote, quality of life crimes. So illegal acts generally committed by people because of their social positions of being homeless, drug addicted, or simply trying to put a roof over their heads or food in their stomachs by offering sexual services for a price. Uh, Chessa wrote uh, in the ACLU pre-election questionnaire, quote, We will not prosecute cases involving quality of life crimes, crimes such as public camping, offering or soliciting sex, public urination, blocking a sidewalk, etc., should not and will not be prosecuted. Many of these crimes are still being prosecuted. We have a long way to go to decriminalize poverty and homelessness. I'm kind of about that. Uh, Budin knows about a bit about how quality of life can affect a person's behavior. When he was 14 months old, his parents, Kathy Budin and David Gilbert, were convicted of armed robbery resulting in the deaths uh, resulting in deaths back in 1981, soon after they left radical left-wing political group Weather Underground. And while uh, mom was released t- after 22 years, dad will remain behind bars for life. Budin uh, was raised by Weather Underground founding members Bernadine, yeah, Bernadine Dorn and Bill Ayers, both of whom became university professors. Chessa attended law school after college and found work as one of San Francisco's public defenders before running for district attorney. Budin's term doesn't officially begin until January 1st, so it's unclear whether Loftus will stick around until her term expires or whether Breed will uh, tap voters' choices to take over, noted San Francisco Chronicle journalist Evan Sarnofsky. In a statement Sunday, the mayor's office said it will work with Budin and Loftus to ensure a smooth transition that works best for the district attorney's office and the city. 
Budin said he doesn't know when his first official day will be, but he's ready. Uh, but he will be ready, uh, and will use any time in between to begin building his team. All right. So, but aside from the fact that San Francisco Police Officers Association worked against his election in part because Budin oppose, uh, opposes gang enhancements, mm-hmm, which greatly increase the penalty for crimes if a defendant is found to have participated in a street gang. Yeah, like that gang injunction type shit. Mm-hmm. The police just love locking people up, really, really, truly. All right, so uh, he opposes gang enhancements, uh, which increase penalties for crimes if a defendant is found guilty to have participated in a street gang. And several conservative news outlets can't seem to get over the idea that he won't put j- people in jail for peeing on the sidewalk. Even sex workers and even sex workers themselves are wary of his promises. Uh, SL Perp co-founder and working sex worker Maxine Dugan told AVN in an email, he told me he supports decrim of sex work, so we'll see. Remember that time when Terrence Hallinan was elected district attorney of San Francisco in 96 and he said he wasn't going to enforce prostitution laws and then Mayor Willie Brown got mad and threatened him? Hmm, yeah. Uh, Stepping up his pressure campaign against San Francisco district attorney Terrence Hallinan, Mayor Willie Brown, oh... This, that was a weird cut. So they went from that quote directly to another quote, but then at the end of it, they tell you that it was from a news article back in 2000. So back in 2000, what Willie Brown said was, quote, Stepping up his pressure campaign against San Francisco District Attorney Terrence Hallinan, Mayor Willie Brown said yesterday that he may ask for the creation of a joint federal-state-city task force to enforce drug and prostitution laws in the city. Wow. Uh, Dugan added, let's hope the new the new DA doesn't face the same treatment from the current mayor, who might retaliate against him as he was not her pick for DA. And also noting that under progressive DA Hallinan came the advent of fake rehab diversion programs for prostitutes and our clients under the guise of helping them exit. A totally failed policy which has spread unchecked across the U.S. like cancer. But since Budin has not taken office yet, it's too soon to presume what his policies will actually be and how they may differ from his campaign promises. In fact, it's unclear when he will resume his DA responsibilities, but one thing is for sure. Lots of people are interested to see how the how liberal the son of the weathermen turns out to be. So yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. Um, yeah, not not prosecuting sex work. I'm, I'm really okay with that. Of course, you know, I fully support decrim, and you should support decrim too, dear listener, if you already don't. So maybe this will um, start signaling a bit of a change. Maybe? Maybe. I'm excited to see what happens with it, honestly. Yeah. Um, All right. What else do I have here? I have so many stories. So, so many links. All right. This is coming off of the Huffington Puffington Post. (laughs) If you listen to the regular podcast, you get that joke. (laughs) That's what we call the HuffPo. And, um... This is about Representative Ayanna Presley, who has called to decriminalize sex work in a criminal justice resolution. I'm fucking here for it. Fucking here for it. So Representative Ayanna Presley, Democratic, Massachusetts, proposed legislation to decriminalize sex work as part of of a sweeping resolution she introduced Thursday morning aimed at revolutionizing the criminal justice system. The People's Justice Guarantee includes proposals to combat mass incarceration by expanding access to access to restorative justice, ending the cash bail system, implementing minimum sentences, terminating solitary confinement and ending the death penalty. The bill reads, quote, the U.S. has a moral obligation to meet its foundational promise of guaranteed justice for all. 
Notably, the resolution also includes a, cl- a clause calling to decriminalize sex work, which is often a byproduct of discrimination, poverty, or addiction. The resolution aims to decriminalize sex work by, quote, removing criminal and civil penalties related to consensual sex work and addressing structural inequities that impede the safety, dignity, and well-being of individuals. I also appreciate the fact that they said inequities instead of inequalities. I like that. Specifically, the resolution seeks to protect minority communities who are often pushed into sex work as a form of survival, including black, Latino, and transgender communities. Two principles uh, of the People's Justice Guarantee are safety and dignity, both of which are compromised for consensual sex workers, Presley told HuffPost. Sex work is work. Fuck yeah. I love hearing a politician say it. I really, you know, obviously we haven't made enough progress, but hearing people in positions of power say it makes me feel like activists are finally starting to get somewhere, you know? I love it. I love to see it. Uh, So Presley said, quote, sex work is work. In fact, sex work is often the only form of work for certain marginalized communities who are vulnerable to housing and employment discrimination. The Congresswoman reiterated the importance of not conflating sex work with human trafficking, adding that she will continue to fight for justice for survivors of trafficking and assault. Black and brown women, especially black and brown trans women, have been historically and unjustly over-policed and over-criminalized, including within the sex work industry. We need to ensure that there is safety to the fullest extent possible, and that means limiting the interactions with police by by fully decriminalizing sex work and alleviating the structural inequities that lead to it fucking love this uh say joseph uh a member of decrim ny an organization working to decriminalize sex work in new york explained how decriminalizing sex work will protect the most marginalized communities decriminalizing sex work recognizes the way in which people are pushed to the margins the ways in which people are being criminalized for surviving joseph told HuffPost on thursday we live in an anti-black capitalist world that denies black people latino people undocumented people and migrants access to traditional economic spaces By decriminalizing the sex trade, the U.S. government would be acknowledging consensual work as survival, Joseph said. Additionally, decriminalizing sex work would combat mass incarceration and discrimination. Decriminalization is part of decarceration. This is all connected. When we talk about mass incarceration, we need to be intersectional about it. Yes. Uh, Decriminalizing prostitution became a mainstream topic of discussion most recently after President Donald Trump signed the controversial SESTA-FOSTA bill into law last year. Uh, the bills known as FOSTA and SESTA a target, targeted websites like Craigslist and Personal Classifieds, uh, Personal Classified Online Platforms Backpage.com, which the government seized and shut down prior to Trump signing the bill. Websites like these are rife with advertisements for sex work, including both voluntary workers and victims, often underage, who are forced into sex work. The law has been criticized by many sex workers and advocates because it conflates voluntary sex work with victims uh, trafficked into the industry. Critics also argue it will push the sex, uh, push sex trafficking and voluntary sex work further underground, which puts both groups in even more danger. This year, New York lawmakers introduced the first statewide bill to decriminalize sex work. The Stop, sec- the Stop Violence in the Sex Trades Act uh, is a legislative package that decriminalizes and decarcerates the sex trade in New York. Sex work is work and should not be criminalized by the state, said Julia Salazar, uh, who is a state senator and a co-sponsor of the bill. Our current policies only empower traffickers and others who benefit from keeping sex workers in the shadows, Salazar added. New York State needs to listen to sex workers and make these common sense reforms to keep sex workers safe and empower sex workers in their workplaces. Yes, right? I'm kind of excited about it. Like, obviously, we haven't seen 
uh, everything yet, but I'm I'm beginning to feel a little bit more hopeful than I have in the past. Hopefully that's, um, you know, not misguided or whatever on my part, but I am definitely starting to feel a little bit more hopeful about things. So, yeah, just wanted to do those two quick updates. So it looks like San Francisco will not be prosecuting um, prostitution-related crimes, in, well, for sex workers anyway. And uh, we now have a representative yet again calling for decriminalizing sex work as part of a decarceration criminal justice movement. I fucking love to see it. I want more. So, all right, that's all I have for now. Thank you for checking out the Swapcast. I know I'm really trying hard to keep these episodes short. Um, I'm probably going to do another three or four episodes today. It's Tuesday, by the way. (laughs) And it is, I don't know, I don't even know what the date is. The 19th. Uh, Yeah, it's Tuesday the 19th. I'm going to record a few more today, so hopefully uh, these can drop uh, throughout the rest of the week. Maybe another one tomorrow, another one Friday, something like that. So, all right, thanks for hanging out with me. I will check all y'all out later. Try to be as safe as possible wherever you are. Have a good one, folks. They always want to come, but they never want to leave.